That was like a professional crack. That really sounded like a space shuttle launch. <laughs> We're already off to a good start. Kramer's frozen. Oh, there you are. That's a there great we are. start. Started oh, episode. <laughs> off to a great start. Kramer's frozen. We're back. Uh, um, yeah, you... Kramer was too excited to drink today that he cracked his beer before we started recording. So I it's so bad. cracked a, a Pellegrino and did not break a nail, which is, you know, kind of a miracle. This but, beer, um, yeah, this beer is a, an adventure. It, it's been on the pod before, but it's a once a year beer uh, pod situation. Which I'll be excited to reveal. It's yeah. also a bottle. I don't drink a lot of bottled beer. Which that's is why so I because I love I, bottled beer. I you know, cool it's, holding the bottle. that's why I screwed up the pre-show uh, festivities because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Figure this thing out. Pre-show festivities. Yes. Um, first and foremost, though, uh, municipal.com, our friends at Municipal, um, support this podcast and we would like you to support them. And Kramer actually is going to give you guys a little preview of something he's wearing. Well, so this is incentive to watch on YouTube. All right. So I, did, I had my shoes off. So I'm kind of like, you know, not that my feet are bad. I got socks on. Okay. But so usually I got the municipal shirt. No free foot pics here. Kramer, today, no free foot <laughs> Look at those pants. Look at the so flexibility. Pants. First off, a little calf shot for all the people out there. <laughs> but what I love about these pants don't fall out of your chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what I love about these pants is they work in a variety. It's like this is the municipal theme. They work in so many different ways. Uh, I can wear these to work. I can wear these to the grocery store. I can wear these to work out. And I can wear these to drink this delicious beer. So I, um, I'm just a huge fan. I need more of these pants, Paige. That's also municipal folks, if you're listening, like – just call more, me. More, I, I know you I know you I know you're waiting on some gear too. Yes. So we will get um, some soon, but no puns twenty for you guys to shop um on there and I got, send us I got, pics of you in your stuff. I do want people to start tagging us. And also I saw someone tagged us in their um game day giveaway, which we'll obviously talk about a little mm -hmm. bit later towards um picks and pints. But um if you get your, your care package, please send us pictures of it. I saw someone tweeted us about getting there, so that was pretty great. I also got called out from a friend who I've seen. They're like, do you just wear municipal gear now only? Like I'm getting. Oh, and getting I roasted. Go, yeah. I go jealous. And they're like a little bit. So, yes. Um, on to less happy football thoughts. Last week was the down bad invitational, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Who is down bad the worst? I think we probably have to talk about Texas A&M. Do we not? Yeah, I would start with Texas A&M because I think their situation is a little bit worse. Okay, so they have three uh, true freshmen from their record class as of a couple hours ago that were suspended indefinitely. I did see some rumors about a certain I, – I, I don't – are these confirmed rumors? I think it's confirmed that they were caught with weed. Okay. And yet I they're saw, still suspending kids for smoking weed. I, I don't know. Uh, well, you agreed, but it's just not great. <laughs> and so A&M loses to South Carolina. Jimbo Fisher is saying, hey, we're, you know, we're competing. We're competing with South Carolina. Not like we're getting blown out, blah, blah, blah. Like he's paid $95 million. Mm -hmm. Are you shaking your head at my accent, my Jimbo? No, at him and what he was saying, not you. Oh, all right. Yeah, it wasn't on a great Jimbo. Um, 
the the man that breaks my tape recorder every time I speak to him. So uh, it's not good, Paige. Like I, this is a team that I just don't know when, and yet I think they could probably beat Ole Miss this weekend. So like, I, but but in terms of where they are, it's about as bad because if you didn't have this ninety five million dollar contract, wouldn't you fire him at this point? Well, yeah, Texas A and M would for sure. Um, I know I, I say that in the sense of like other schools would definitely wait it out. Um, but at Texas A&M, you went from beating Bama and potentially like being in the playoff conversation to not only not being in the playoff conversation, but losing to teams in the SEC that you shouldn't be losing to. And with recruiting classes that are his and he's had plenty of time to make it work. And then you have this atrocious guarantee of a contract that like you're not going to be able to get out of. So and then even worse is that. This is the one thing that, like, I think bothers me the most in the sport is that it happens often, but is, like, when you have a game like that and you don't just come out and say, hey, we're still trying to right the ship, but instead it's like, well, you know what, everybody needs to relax. It's like, no, you should be concerned. You should have the sense of urgency to make this better. And instead it was, like, him being, like, everything's fine, everyone needs to relax, blah, blah, blah. Not in that accent, obviously, because he doesn't speak like that. But yeah, it's <laughs> can more you like imagine me. if he said blah, blah, blah? Um, actually, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but I, it's just, it, it's not good. And that I would say if I'm ranking down bad, that is by far the worst. And I will, we'll obviously talk about Texas. We'll talk about, I even want to throw in Notre Dame in there. I know they didn't play, but it's just like a tough team. But it, it's still like that to me is by far the biggest drop off. Even Oklahoma you could throw in there. But I think... I think Texas A&M is the biggest one for me. I'm glad you didn't mention Iowa, but we will talk about Iowa. No, um, that doesn't count um, because it's not like... What the hell does that mean? It doesn't count. It doesn't count because... <clears throat> yeah, clear clear the throat. Yeah, clear I'm the throat. so nicely. It doesn't count because it's almost like Wisconsin. Like When you have a coach there for so long... Like, at that point, it's not down bad. You've had your moments. Someone's been there a really long time. This is... Oh, I'm telling you, I, Iowa fans are down bad right now. Okay, I mean, we will let but, you have but, your Iowa rant. But, but besides... No, no, no. no. We, can, Texas, we can save it. Besides, we can save it. It's... Uh, Iowa has one of the worst football games ever played coming up this week, and that could be the rant. But, but no, I'm with you. Like, the, the thing with Iowa is, like, it is Iowa. A&M has invested, like a bazillion dollars into this and it's not getting better. And I don't see how you fix it unless they actually, well, here's how he fixes it. He does what Nick Saban does. And he finds Elaine Kiffin, but he has to finally let go of this archaic shit offense. Yeah. Like he has to finally go out there and pay $2 million for an OC that he's going to let actually run his offense. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that he will? Yes, I do, actually, because I think it's reaching a point of discomfort where he's not dumb, he is stubborn, but you have to, like, reach a certain point, like, and say, like, I, and and with the part of this that's really interesting, obviously, no one put pressure on Nick Saban to hire Lane Kiffin. The administration didn't go to him and be like, hey, Nick, Um, that was Nick Saban. Pass the sticks, yeah. (laughs) But but somebody is, like, there's got to be pressure building there. Mm -hmm. He has to do something. Yeah. I, I just, I... There has to change. Like, there is greatness there, and they almost beat Alabama still, right? Like, this is the weird thing. Like, they flirt with being great. Um, They had one year where they were actually pretty good, although I believe that was the COVID-shortened year, right? So, 
but they are too big to fail, but they're failing spectacularly. And then again, this week, they are what a two and a half point uh, underdog to Ole Miss. So, and you know, like I am so conflicted on this game page, you know, I'm a contrarian. I don't know what to do with that goddamn football game. Um, he has to find a way to change his offense. Yeah. Do you think kids are going to be leaving? Like, by the way, that's the other question I was yes. thinking about this week. So, so they're getting paid a lot of money, of mm, course, through NIL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm wondering if the transfer portal is going to be hopping. It has yes, to be. Yes, because I think, um, like I mentioned before, it bothers me that he's kind of not handling this. It's like, it's not me. It's not my problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's not, I think he might lose his locker room. And that's sort of what happened at, like, Florida State. I feel like that was the conversation of, like, hey, there's no recovering from this. The way he does things is so old school. Like, he's not. And, like, yes, he's adapted in the sense that they're paying them. But I think culture-wise, like, that could, would definitely be a concern um, of mine. And I, it gives me very much, like, make or break um jim harbaugh vibes where like we were talking about him getting fired all the time and it's like we might actually go through like another year or two of this before he could he really figures it out and let someone else handle his offense makes like actual play calls and takes risks like you know i i don't think it ends with him getting fired this year but next year they would find the the cash and they'll be they'll be done Oh, they could they could get it together like now. Yeah, they, but I think I, they I do think they keep him until and, next year. And what they could do is also negotiate like Paul Chris was due what eighteen million dollars, and I think he got eleven. So you could negotiate a potential like you could negotiate something like that. Yeah, but this is a lot of money to like that you were guaranteed. Raise the cost of gasoline, oil. Uh, situation going on. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, it's it's bad. Okay. Now, let's talk about Texas. It's mm-hmm. not as it's not as bad. Um, actually, there's been a lot of really good things, but the problem is Texas still loses football games that it shouldn't, and it did it again against a good team in Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And Quinn Ewers was just not great. Um, the defense was just not great. I feel bad for our guy Bijan. And then, of course, Texas leaves the field without singing their song that is very, you know, controversial to say the least, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure we have opinions about. But the song to me is secondary to just Texas as a whole is why do they keep doing this? They are clearly getting better, right? Mm -hmm. They're clearly getting better. And yet they are finding themselves, whether it's Texas Tech or Alabama or Oklahoma State, like Steve Sarkeesian, like just can't get to that next, next level, it feels like. So where are you on the Texas, or not even the Texas is back. Are you still confident Steve Sarkeesian's the guy? Yes. I will say it really bothered me that people were upset about the song thing. Like, I totally get it. But at the same time, like, hasn't the knock on Sark been like, it doesn't seem like he cares, he doesn't have enough passion, he's not, like, fired up after, like, losses and, like, wants to fix things. Like, it feels, like, very weird. It's like, okay, he was clearly upset, in this situation and frustrated and it's like now you're going to criticize him for not I don't know for me it just kind of felt weird I think it's the song what it symbolize like I think people's thoughts on that song in general are mixed but I think more like from a football standpoint they just have to not lose those games yeah like against Iowa State they had one of those games and they won it and it was like okay Texas didn't do that Texas thing I still think they're heading in the right direction yeah. I think it's going to require patience. 
he could make life a lot easier on himself if he could hang on to double-digit leads. Yeah, that's the thing, is giving up double-digit leads. But I I root for a pro team that does that, so it's it's not a fun one. I'm sure, Texas fans, I feel bad for you, but I do think he's the guy there still. I would still I, have I still have faith in him. A pro team that loses football games? I don't know what that's like. Sorry. Yeah, you simply can't relate these days. I simply can't relate. Have a Wait. month of winning. And remind me later, this is a, a, a sidebar to discuss um, the kid that keeps getting ice cream because the Jets win later during our random stuff at the yeah. end. Oh, I yeah, I've got, some, him. I've got some Jets thoughts. Okay. Actually, it was sad this week, but I'm still happy. Um, all right. So let's move on from the Texas down bad to me uh, celebrating Bo Nix's entire catalog of football greatness and the Oregon Ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about the Pac-12 this weekend. Uh, you did not write about the Pac-12 this weekend. That's going to no. come up in our our also uh, category of things. But Oregon was dominant, and I can't believe how fucking good Bo Nix looks. Bo Nix looks... That was like one of the cleanest football games I've seen a quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Clearly this year, but at the collegiate level. So Bo Nix now, Paige, because I know you want to bet him to win the Heisman. Um, right now... Where is he? Hold on. Wait for it. It's kind of anticlimactic. Bo Nix is 30 to 1 to win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young is 22 to 1. So, how back is Bo Nix and where are you on the Oregon hype train? I think it's so funny that you are um you are going to get your heart broken, and I'm so sorry about that. I, I wish that I could protect you from this, but as someone who's had years of experience with this sort of heartbreak. I will say I didn't love that Oregon gave up 30 points and 448 yards of offense. Or um, ah. so details So that's what my thing is is like okay, they still have to play Utah. Um I am not buying in and you will see when we get to a particular hot takey part of the show, I I'm concerned for you that you have drank the Kool-Aid and are all in on the Pac-12 and it is just going to be heartbreaking for you. I'm happy for Bo Nix, by the way. Very happy for Bo Nix that he's figured out. Um, they Oregon has figured out how to play to his strengths and he looks good. But I, I'm concerned that you um, are going to end this season with a little bit of heartbreak. I want to talk about Bo, Bo Nix's numbers, just so we're clear. I'm it? not saying that Bo Nix is oh, not no, good. Oh no! Oh no! I'm not, I. You know, I'm just doing this I'm for me. I'm just saying you. The Pac-12. I'm doing Pac-12s. this for me. Okay, Bo Nix, right now. Hold on. Where is this game? Oh, look at that nice picture of Bo Nix. Seventeen passing touchdowns, three interceptions, eight rushing touchdowns. Bo Nix has. Mm-hmm. So twenty-five touchdowns, three interceptions. Now, just for shits. What do you think C.J. Stroud? I don't know this. I'm looking this up right now. Oh, I don't know. So C.J. Stroud, I'm going to find out here, has, oh my God, he's having a great year, 28 touchdowns yep. and four interceptions. But it's not that different. Mm-hmm. It's not. So, I mean, C.J. Stroud. Does who his I offense to, score every time they've been in the red zone this year? Um, like no. Okay. No. No. But, okay. just saying, Bo Nix is right there. Like, if you would have said before the season, hey, Adam, did you know that in week nine, Bo Nix is having <laughs> That's a comparable fair. I will give you that. statistical season to C.J. Stroud, who is the Heisman favorite? Um, I just 
you know, I'm just saying. Just so I, you know, um, Utah, Oregon is November 19th. So mark that down for you. I'll mark that down for you to be off that, that mm. Saturday for you to take some time. So, so I could just, just take that one all in. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got to talk about Clemson. Um, I don't know what to do with Clemson, Paige. I think the one thing I will say is when Clemson potentially makes the pay- playoff, which is very likely still. Yes, which is so it's, annoying. It's going to annoy everyone. It's going to annoy mm-hmm. the whole world is going to be pissed off. And then Clemson's going to lose like 24 to 10 and be pissed off. And everyone's going to be pissed off. Or they won't. So we have a quarterback thing that we knew we were going to have. It, it was yes. a couple of months because DJ's played well. He played a really bad game. Kate Klubnik came in, did not play well. His biggest play was getting a personal foul penalty on the sideline, which was actually pretty hilarious, and a horrible penalty by Syracuse. So um, Dabo's trying not to make this a thing. and saying, no, DJ's the guy, blah, 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 blah. Well, and yeah, DJ, too, is – well, and, and by the way, DJ seems like one of the nicest human beings imaginable when he's just like, I would have done it, too. Like, yeah. that, dude, that dude's just all class all the time. But – we are at this thing with Clemson where it's inevitable, right? Are we at the inevitability here? That they're going to make the playoff? That Oh, that they're going to change things up permanently at quarterback. Yes. Uh, no, because I, I think Dabo will stick with DJ. I think they'll do this. They'll continue to do this where they start him and then they bring Caden later. But that does not seem like a strategy for long-term success. It's like, not, we're gonna... though, but it, yeah. that's what's like... going to happen because <laughs> – Davo's the type of guy who will stick with DJ. I mean, he has. And I feel like it, because it's not like with Trevor Lawrence where like you knew that he was going to be great and you should put him in anyway. You're like, all right, go ahead. Um, but I just don't, I don't see him, him making that call and that could cost them the playoff. I do. Their schedule is very weird. And having watched the Syracuse game, like, I feel like they could still lose. Like, there are teams on this, like, I, I, look, Notre Dame is bad, but, like, that just feels like a very strange chaos moment. Or even, like, a South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Miami's going to figure it out, but, like, those two teams could potentially cause problems. Do you think if if Clemson, wait, do they still, are they still doing, um... Shoot, what are they called? Divisions in in uh, the ACC? Do they have? Um, I think the they ACC, do. Yes, I think, I think they do. One one more year, um, but I I still I yes, there are games actually. Even Louisville is playing a lot better um, on their schedule. Uh, Miami is a goddamn dumpster fire. By the way, we didn't do Miami in the down bad situation. Oh my yeah, god, that well, horrible, hor- Oh my god, that is horrible. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I know. I bet on them. One loss I had this week, just saying. Um, so, yes, they could still lose. But I do think Clemson's going to be peak annoying and not get left out of a playoff if there is a playoff. And I really think that's going to piss people off. And I'm kind of um, here for that, only because that's fun. If they – do you think – I don't think a one-loss Clemson could make the playoff. So, if they lose in, like, the title game. Yeah, because you look at their schedule. You got to win over Wake. You got to win over Syracuse. You got to win over Florida State and NC State. Uh, you don't have a ranked. Well, South Carolina could be ranked, but probably not by the time you play them. Let me look at um, it. I don't know. I think unbeaten Clemson is in. I think one loss Clemson is going to have a tough time. Yeah. What a t- what a bizarre team. What a, what a strange, like, 
Just a strange year, strange team. And they're just chilling at what, number five? Just hanging out. So, question. If Tennessee beats Georgia. Yes. And then Alabama beats Tennessee in the SEC championship game. That's that's a situation where like Yeah. Oh yeah. my I kind of want that to happen so badly. Well because three I, SEC teams would deserve to be in then. Oh, you're doing this already? Yes, because because I haven't looked at it that closely. Like I didn't do like the okay, who has to beat who for it to happen? But because I'm thinking about a one loss Clemson team or just even an undefeated Clemson versus those other teams and then like a one loss Michigan's not going to get in. I as a quick plug, by the way. Yeah. You and I are breaking down the playoff rankings on the BR live yes. stream. This is going to be Which so is I, I I cannot wait. I love the AP poll stuff, but the playoff rankings are so much more ridiculous. I just I'm so excited because all these scenarios are like weekly fodder for November. I mean, just just wonderful. Oh. I cannot wait. So we're going to be able to debate all that. I'm not ready to go there. I do want to see Georgia, Tennessee. Like next week is a big week. Actually, next couple of weeks are huge. Um, we need we need uh, Tennessee to get past Kentucky this week. That's definitely a trap game I, for sure. I, actually, this is a perfect segue. Um, we're going to do our bold predictions that I wrote about bold predictions this week, mm-hmm. and there was an answer that really uh, I got to put that on Twitter by the way. There's an answer that really stuck out. And that was LSU getting all sorts of love. Uh, and people, uh, multiple people, people saying, LSU, LSU going to make the playoff. LSU is going to win out and make the playoff. Um, no. So I'm not That's there. So I'm, That's so cute. But is LSU good? Is LSU good? In, okay, let's, let's, exactly, let's quantify exactly. good. Let's quantify no, no, good. No, no, no. They're, the they're not playoff good. They're not, they're not playoff good. Um, they're, they are fun in that, like, they could be excellence or the gif of Kevin holding the chili and dropping it from the office. There's a, there, they are somewhere in between. I do think that game against Alabama all of a sudden is way intriguing. Like, they, they're there. Like, I'm intrigued by that. I'm very curious. Is there a point? I don't think there is a point spread out for that. There probably is, but I haven't seen one yet. Um, my brain is only like all I can think about is like okay if you get undefeated TCU, and you so we get we get Alabama SEC, LSU SEC scenario, and then you have Ohio State that's undefeated. It's like you'd have to kick out one of the SEC teams, even though technically they'd they'd probably be better than TCU. That's so. We, we do this every year. I love it. So okay, so is LSU good? I got to give Brian Kelly a little respect. I don't know if they're good. I do know that Jaden Daniels played really well, mm-hmm. and when they make him, when they give him some time, it's pretty fun to watch. He's he's having a good year. Um, now they weren't great against Florida, who I don't think is very good, and I don't know how good Ole Miss is either, by the way. So I think we're overreacting a little bit to this, yeah. but I'm here for it because LSU is a team of chaos, and I will say Brian Kelly has done a tremendous job with them. That dude can coach, well, whether you like after him after Week One. Yeah, like they should have one loss. Now, somebody in the somebody in the bowl predictions like, yeah, they're gonna win it out and 
you know, beat ten like whomever. And it's like, man, I mean, they got their asses kicked by Tennessee. It was not a fluke. Yeah. They did a lot of really dumb shit and they lost. Um, I think the thing about it is LSU fans since 2019 have just found a new way to like be hopeful. They've seen it happen, so they think they're going to see it happen again, even though it's nowhere near that level. So, But, but now they're like underdog LSU, which yeah. is kind of weird. It's like, yes, yeah, so LSU, um, stay tuned. All right, moving through this, because I want to talk about some of these games this week, too. We got Harbaugh. We got a Harbaugh Jim, James Franklin. I've called him Jim Franklin. Jim Franklin beef. So where are you, Team Harbaugh or Team Franklin? Oh, you know I'm Team Franklin here. The fact that he, like, had the audacity to call him out and be like, I think he was the ringleader of it. Like, grow up. This is football. I don't want to hear it. There was a scuffle in the locker room. They wouldn't let us into our locker room. You got there's, because he was, like, saying that they, they don't need to change it. It's your setup. Like, I don't know wh- what. Like, I, I, gotta, don't, I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're blaming people. It's it's more of a logistics issue, right? When you're putting these two teams in this situation, it's not. Um, it's probably not going to go well. No, and um, he's saying it's not a logistics issue. It was only because James Franklin was the ringleader in trying to cause problems. I mean, I hope I, that 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 Penn State sticks with James Franklin so that we can see them face off again. I um, I actually enjoy this beef. This is a good old fashioned harmless w- beef. You know, this is like a it harmless, is harmless beef. Nerd beef between nerd. two football. It is. You were so He's right. Cl- this is a nerd beef, and that's why I'm so invested I, in it. But I also I, like because I mean we've had so much SEC coach beef. Like I love that the Big Ten is getting in on this. That's that's massive. yeah, but it's so lame. It's like the lamest beef. Like 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 Fisher and Saban are like calling each other like narcissists. This, and, yeah, and these are like, well, he blocked me from he getting to my the locker room. Ringleader. He, Mom, he's in the way. Yeah. Like that's like 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 what a bunch of losers, all of them. Now, if I'm Harbaugh too, it's just like we kick the shit out of that team. Like, yeah, why oh my would God. you care? They're like they're so bad. But Harbaugh can't help himself. Which no. you know how I feel on Harbaugh, but like he just he needs to stop like talking because it just doesn't help when he talks. Like my affiliation, like even this, I'm like nerd. You're a nerd. Stop it. Um, but I, but I do like it. Like football is better when two coaches are beefing over the tunnel. But like it's so childish. Like he wouldn't get out of the way. It's like my two kids. It's the shit they ask me, and I'm like, get out of the way, and you stop it. Stop telling. You go go to your room. Both of you, cut it out. That's what I want to tell both of these guys. When like like my fucking children are yelling at me. Harbaugh, Franklin, stop. You're okay? both in timeout. Or both. Or both. You know, do more of it. All right. This, okay, this one is actually interesting. How do you feel of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which I don't think we can call it that anymore because of people like drinking gallons of like God knows what and (laughs) overdoing it. But it's what it is. Moving from Jacksonville to the campuses. That is what Kirby Smart is basically, no, endorsing. Yeah. But it sounds like it's it sounds like the deal runs out what uh, next year. Next year. And so they're talking about it. How yeah. do you feel about this? So I understand why he specifically wants to to bring it to campus because they can't host recruits at neutral site games. So I totally understand wanting to be able to host people that weekend versus Florida. It's a it's a fun little rivalry they have going. Um if you can call it that in terms of wins and losses. But anyway, um I understand that aspect of it, but I did 
I do like the fact that it's like split 50-50. It's not a home game. It's really exciting, really fun. But I think because like we've talked about this a lot, even with college football playoff expansion, like putting college football games on college football campuses is the most fun and the best for the sport. And despite the fact that these schools cash out on this by the way being in Jacksonville, I think they each get like $2.9 million for yes. playing in this place. Um, I it, I do think bringing college games to college campuses and keeping them there is is better. But I yeah, I understand wanting the recruiting aspect of it and then also the 50-50 atmosphere, so it's fair. I This is weird. This is a, a very lame answer. I don't think you can lose either way mm-hmm. with where this goes. I think the Jacksonville thing is neat because it's got some cachet. I've never gone to this game. I've always wanted to. But I, I think if your backup is we're going to play this on the campuses every year, the rivalry is still great and it will still be great. Yeah. So I don't have strong takes other than I'd love to see both teams really, really good because then it feels significant. But the Jacksonville thing to me personally doesn't like, Yeah. I, I get, I like, this is a good thing. Just don't play it like in fucking Jerry's world. Like that's the only, that's my only, <laughs> like, don't do that. If you're going to do it, do it this way or do it on a campus. And so I have no problem with it, honestly, yeah. but I, I would, I'd be curious what, Georgia and Florida fans like I haven't looked at Twitter to say what see what they think about this like are they what's the temperature that you've seen if you've seen anybody I haven't seen Florida fans but I think I saw Richardson say that he would prefer it be a neutral site because of the fan thing and it being split 50 50 and kind of making it like even playing field but I feel like every other year it'd be even playing field if you made it a, a home and home type deal um I think either way you really can't lose I I have no problem with this uh I know we're screwing around with college football traditions. Like this is one actually where you really can't screw up. It will be yeah. great no matter where the game is played. Um, um, not, not the Masters, but a tradition like any other is the first college football playoff rankings that are coming, um, which is just going to cause mayhem. So we made some predictions. Now, yes. I want to clarify. The prediction that I am making is what I think the college football playoff committee will do, not what I would do. Let me repeat that. This is what I think the college football playoff committee will do. This is not what I would rank these teams. Thank you. Um, we'll take us away then. I like your disclaimer. I'm doing the same thing, by the way. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I just want to check something. Uh, okay, you... <clears throat> okay, I'll go first. So I have it. I want to check versus the AP poll, which is different. So I have... I what. My disclaimer is yours. I think that's what they're going to do. Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan. I could be very wrong about Ohio State. I recognize that. But I still think Ohio State, um, I I saw a stat that after Notre Dame, they've beaten every team by at least four touchdowns. And so I am... I guess banking on it, I didn't really think of it this far, them looking very good against Penn State. Yes. Which, obviously, if they don't look great, and I don't love this game either way, so maybe this is dumb, um, you know, that might not work out. But this is their toughest game to date. It's a good road trip. Ohio State wins this one convincingly. That's part of my logic, actually, Paige, if you think about it. Like, the playoff committee acts and reacts in a very with a very strong recency bias. So yes. Ohio State is the story then they will be the story. And I think they'll go to number one. So what do you have? I have um, Georgia at number one. 
And I just think it's based on the fact that, like, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Um, they play in the SEC. Um, I don't think they should be the number one team, but I think the playoff committee will put Georgia at one. And then you have Ohio State 2. Ohio State 2, Tennessee 3, Michigan 4. All right, so we're the same but swapped at the top. Yeah. And again, these are not our opinions. These no. are the opinions of what they're going to do. My opinion of what it should be is probably um, Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Tennessee 3, and then Oregon 4 if I had to. What, what, what I'd love. Now, it's funny. Georgia Georgia's resume is getting better and better because that win over Oregon right now is the yes. best win. Yep. <clears throat> it's and the they best win of anybody. Then you guys the very uh, beginning of the year. That's It's you could argue Tennessee's win is great, but that win over Georgia is the best win by far in terms of just general ass kicking like now the number what 18. So that win is helping Georgia out a lot. The Do committee you, loves to hang on to that shit. Here's here's something. Do you think the committee puts Oregon over um, Alabama? Alabama? No. Well, Alabama's because, on a bye, right? Because Alabama beat Tennessee, who's going to be ranked lower than Georgia. Well, Alabama, lo- well, Alabama lost to Tennessee. That's what I mean. So, but yeah, so Alabama, but George, but so that's their their loss, and Oregon's loss is going to be ranked higher than Alabama's loss. Committee loves them some Alabama, though. I, I I'd love to see it. Like we're doing this show. And so my, our, I'll speak for you, my reasons for this playoff, I want complete stupidity. That's what I want. I want, I want Oregon. Like if that happens, I would like Oregon to be ranked above Alabama because if that's how we're, if we're going based on the week and not giving people benefit of the doubt or positioning them to be in the right position to make the playoff, to make ourselves more money, then, then you put Oregon before Alabama. Um, I, I'm very, very excited for the playoff show. Uh, I'm going to be riled up. I can already feel it that it's going to lead to me being just extremely angry. Which, by the way, we do have to talk about the fact that uh, Wake Forest fans came for my throat during our eight people live. And I was like, you guys, I have literally, clearly you don't listen to my podcast. I don't want to throw that out there on them. But they came for my neck when I was like, Clemson really hasn't beaten anybody. And I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like in terms of nobody's beaten anyone. We're saying that about everybody. And they all just lost. They're like, what about Wake Forest? What about NC State? I'm like, oh my God, ACC fans, goodbye. You were also playing a little hurt, right? Like you were, like you were, um, I couldn't think of the win either. I didn't help you out. I was not a good teammate. Because it was like, who the hell? I knew that they had that win. It wasn't like I didn't know that they didn't beat, that they beat those teams. I just don't consider those quality wins compared to the wins that like, you're TCU's, still shitting on Wake Forest. You're, you're in, still in a way, doing it. But again, like, I'm just shitting on the ACC in a, as a whole. Like, I just, I can't, simply cannot with people. Um, I I want to stay in Oregon because I want to talk bold predictions. I mentioned I did the story for BR. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun because there was some really wild shit. There's some fun ones in there. You should go check it out at Bleacher Report. I won't spill it. But there's some, it was, it was cool to see what people's, and actually most of the, most of them are, Bold, but like you could see it. There's a mm-hmm. pathway, which I, which I love, and some of them are just like you know Miami sucks, which I also appreciate those. Yeah. So my bold prediction is that Oregon is going to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you already pretty strongly say no, don't do it. Um, I do want to point out I saw these futures 
come out today, the fresh ones, to make the playoff odds. And you can ask me about 18. You know, Oregon is plus 650. Now, what do you think? Uh, Ohio State, by the way, is minus 650. Um, and the other one I found interesting, just because I know we are Alabama. Alabama to make the playoff, yes, plus 130, no, minus 160. So right now, slightly more no than yes, although it's pretty close. So Oregon plus 650, where do you think TCU is in playoff odds? Mm, where are they? Oh, here they I are. would say plus 1,000. Plus 700. Which, so Oregon, TCU, kind of neck and neck. Michigan plus 200. UCLA now plus 1,800. What's Clemson? Eight. Clemson is... What the fuck? Where is Clemson? Oh, here we go. Minus 165. Wow. So, get ready. Get ready to be mad. Ohio State minus 650. Clemson minus 165. Georgia is minus 700, by the way. Georgia is the biggest chalk of all, which I don't know if I'm surprised by. I mean, they still got some good games. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's they pretty still interesting. Some good games. But uh, so Georgia is the biggest chalk, followed by Ohio State, followed by Clemson. Uh, USC plus 450. I didn't see that. So sorry, I detracted from. I'm going to say that Oregon, they've got an interesting schedule. It's not easy by any means, but they've got some super winnable games coming up. Oregon finds a way to do it. And I can cover that Bo Nix, uh, it'll be Georgia maybe versus Oregon again. They're going to run it back. That'd be kind of fun. Um, I don't know. It'd probably be a blowout. But it would still be kind of fun to see. So we're, we're, yes, where are you on the bold prediction front? Bold prediction front is going the opposite of you. And I think the Pac-12 and the Big 12 do not make the college football playoff, which I feel like is not really a bold pick. But I guess in terms of like Oregon, it sort of is. Um, considering their only loss is going to be to a, a playoff team um, as of now. But I would say, I mean, I think the Big 12 is going to Pac-12 and TCU eventually will run out of steam. Um, and then... The Pac-12, I just, I, I think that Utah ends up sticking it to Oregon and, and or they lose in the championship game. So you're just, do you like the the cannibalization takes full, like you're, so you're you're getting closer to a three SEC team world. You're inching up to it. Yeah. You're not directly saying that here, but you're just, um, yeah. I mean, if if I would really appreciate if someone could beat Clemson so we could have that scenario because those are the best teams. So, oh, they're going to be so annoying. It's kind of fun. They're going to ruin it for everybody. This is why we can't what have a, nice things. But what I, a um, pain in the ass team. I will say, though, if, if the Pac-12 does, you know, if Oregon pulls this off, you officially become the Pac-12-er of the, the, um, the group and of the podcast. And uh, they owe you, like, a gift basket or something for breaking the curse of just years of ruining it for mm -hmm. themselves. So. I, I do love that you were off this weekend and I wrote, like, essentially a, a, a poem about how much I love the Pac-12. Pac-12 has been a great deal of fun this year. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I maximum Pac-12 enjoyment. Alabama, Tennessee was great. TCU has been watchable all, all over the place. Consistently, the Pac-12 has been fun. Even in blowouts have been fun. Like, different types of fun. Oregon State versus USC was fun. UCLA. Washington had a moment. Remember that? Shooting star. So, I'm digging the Pac-12. I am not here for Pac-12 slander right now. Mm -hmm. Until they miss the playoffs. Then I'll jump and shit all over the Pac-12. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's look at right, Let's talk football. Week. All right. So, so where are you? 
I I wasn't cra- I shouldn't say I wasn't crazy. The more I think about this week, the more excited I am. We have to start with Penn State versus Ohio State. I can all I haven't looked at your locks yet. So I, I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of opinions, picks and pints wise. I should call them locks. I'm sorry, I'm mixing, crossing the streams. I don't have a lot of picks and pints opinions on the best games of the week. I just don't. So which is good. So I could talk about it here. So Ohio State, Penn State, Penn State looked like crap for like the first, I don't know, quarter versus Minnesota. And then all of a sudden, boom, Clifford turned it on. Penn State scored a bazillion points. Minnesota's bad. And now we have a super interesting game. This is the 11 a.m. game, which I don't mm-hmm. love. I feel like this should be a night game. It should be. Um, but so do you have this in your picks and pints at all? I do, but only the total. Oh, good for you. I know. Ooh, I can, I haven't looked, so I'll think about where you stand on this. So um, I'm really interested. Iowa. Okay, I'll talk about Iowa for a sec. For the first quarter, Iowa defensively actually made Ohio State a little bit uncomfortable. Now, Iowa is an offense that is manned by a series of toddlers, and the head coach is just a velociraptor. So they can't do anything offensively. Um there was a Bill Conley tweet today that Iowa probably would have been better off just punting on first down. Something along those lines. Iowa's so bad. But defensively, C.J. Stroud did not look completely comfortable until it, he was in surgeon mode. Curious if Penn State can do that. I'm really worried up front because Michigan just kind of like bullied the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility that Ohio State can do that. So how do you think this game could go? Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to bully the shit out of them. Sadly... And I think that's going to bode well for, obviously, the College Football Playoff Committee, but they're aware of it as well. The rankings come out next week. You got you to gotta keep doing it. And like I've said all year long, because I got absolutely wrecked by this betting, that Ryan Day does not run up the score. And he has been putting it on and laying it on because he knows that they have to win by a lot. That's like how you get yourself in the best position possible to win a national championship. This spread is up to 16, by the way. We're recording a little early this week, but it's up to 16 now. So I'm curious to see where this goes because it's been going up. doesn't feel like there's a lot of Penn State buyback, which is actually uh, the case in some other games. So speaking of other games, let's talk a little bit about Tennessee. So this line, there's getting, you know, a little Kentucky love here, down to 12 and a half. I think it opened, what, 13 and a half, 14, somewhere in there. So people are saying, hey, Kentucky's not bad. We've got a decent quarterback. Um, I want to say that Kentucky's going to keep this close, and I think they absolutely can. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if Tennessee is going to be so overpowering that Kentucky can't keep up. Right? That's kind of what it feels like it could be. But I'm—I don't want to say I'm not fully sold on Tennessee. Um, I want to see more of it. Yeah. I I would I would probably take Kentucky. Um, hey. I would probably I would probably take Kentucky with the points. Guess who did but that? I, oh, those spoiler alert! Those are my locks. So okay, so so you're there. So you yeah. are you are okay. I think Tennessee so, wins this game, um, but not by twelve and a half points. Um, do you? The other element to this that is fascinating is the fact that Tennessee plays Georgia next week, and I know like the whole look ahead game thing. You can argue is it real or is it not. Oh, I think it's fucking real. Yeah. I think it's for sure real. Um, I think that's a huge game, and they have to travel to Athens, and there's a part of them that are probably looking at that. So I think Stoops can coach. Please come coach Iowa. Please. For the really? love of God. 
Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? That would be my dream hire. Dream wow. realistic hire. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mark's at Stoops in Iowa and there's connections there. Like, for sure. I'm, I really think he can play. Uh, he, he can script this baby up, I think. Okay. But if, if Hennon Hooker comes out and just, like, is getting a clean pocket and they're, they're doing their thing, it could be a long day at the same at the same front. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see it, though. What time yeah. is this game at? It's just the afternoon. Uh, it's got to be a 2.30-er, right? It's got to be. Hold on. 2.30-er. Uh, it is. No, it's night game. Six nice. o'clock. The hell is the SEC game at 2.30? Um, Florida, Georgia. That's right. Not as Georgia good. Land. Um, we've also got wanna- Notre Dame-Syracuse. Um, I don't know where how you feel about Notre Dame. I mean, talk about teams that are down bad. Like, I just... I think Syracuse wins this game. They should, right? Like, they should. Syracuse is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a little weird. I don't – I have no idea what to do with this football game. I love how you said, like, you're like, oh, I didn't put any of these games in my picks and pints because I just don't know what to do. I put almost all of them in picks and pints. Well, I just realized, though, for for BR betting, I did these videos for BR betting, Mm -hmm. I have to pick all of these games. Like, I think – You have no choice. We'll see I have if you no side choice. with me. Um, okay, so we'll so we'll wait. But no, I'm. This is a really interesting game for Syracuse. I do wonder what the emotional state of Syracuse is. They botched that game. Make no mistake about it. They botched it. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson's defense. They Clemson, turned it on. Syracuse, Clemson. They, it was they, no, so they annoying. did. They didn't give the ball to their best player like a lot. Like it just. It was a. It was a little bit of a like a. It was not not good. Now Clemson did play well. Yes. Will Shipley's amazing. All those different things. I just don't know what the hell Notre Dame is. Like they beat the hell out of UNC, who looks like they're pretty decent. Um, I don't know what to make of Notre Dame. That's probably my biggest question of this one. So um, I, I'm I'm struggling. I am. I'm struggling with the big games. Let's skip ahead to Iowa Northwestern because that's not in my picks and pints. So let's just. Let's just let you discuss the the Iowa Northwestern game. Now, I saw a quote on Twitter. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> that, Pat, that Pat Fitzgerald said this game should be played. He wanted to play this game at six in the morning. If that is real, that is incredibly funny. Um, so I want to get an updated uh, number on the total, where we are with this total. Um it was at 31 and a half. Yes. I thought about, it, I thought about it. It is now up to 37 and a half. So that's a bad opening number by the way. Um if you're going to be that high. Uh so Iowa should beat the hell out of Northwestern by mm-hmm. the way. Like they should. The spread is 11 and a half, but this total at 37 and a half is um is a sight to be seen. I think if you watch this football game, you should really like you should really question. You should start to question some things, right? I'm here to have the conversation with you. I'm an Iowa fan, and I'm wondering why you would do this. Yeah, like it. Why? Like, what has led to your life where you're sitting down to watch these two teams play football? I mean, I think about that often watching NFL games in primetime this year. So I, I really so think bad. this has been a really tough year for football fans, and we've convinced ourselves that we love it. And we do. We still watch them. 
So, I mean, props to whoever is watching that game. I probably will just so I can talk to you about it. Oh, I'll, I'll watch, but I'm a sicko, right? I'm a, I'm a true I'm a sicko. sicko. True sicko. All right, um, um, let's get to picks and pints. So, so here you go. The beer that I opened too early, this was a gift. I got it from a friend last year, and here's another one. It is a Yingling, shout out East Coast, Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Now, I remember reviewing this thing last year. I wanted to hate it. Um, I don't like gimmick beers. Like, I don't do the pumpkin beers. Ah, really? That's not true. They're good. I don't... I, 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 this is my second go around. Okay. It's pretty good. It tastes like a, doesn't taste like a porter. It tastes like a nice dessert beer, like a cool down beer, right? Like, like if, you were to ser- beer. if you were to serve this to me. Like the end of the night. Like a dessert beer. Like, I, I would love this and like a cup of coffee to ruin my insides at the end of the night. Um, okay. And so, but pretty good. Wouldn't necessarily, like, I'm good with one. And what's, I don't think I need to drink one, drink one for another year. What's the alcohol percent, percentage? I was looking at that and I couldn't find it. I think it's I think it's light. I think it's like five. I thought it was like five point one percent. Okay, that that did come up. It's not. It's not heavy. Um, but yes, Penn State beer in honor of yeah. Penn State weekend. <laughs> so good luck, thoughts and prayers. Now, okay, last week we've had uh, some weeks where we've been bad. Collectively, individually, last week we were good. We we were on fire, so we should celebrate that. Seven I think we were se- seven and three as a group. Um, locks of the week page. Finally, eight and one. I had two losing weeks in a row. I'm I'm actually very nervous for this week, and I cannot. I'm struggling with my picks this week. Just to be fully honest, so okay. let's go through them. Um, I will kick it off. Louisville plus four versus Wake Forest. I had Louisville last week versus Pitt. It was an ugly game. They won by two touchdowns. The number 10 team in the country is um, only giving four points against a Louisville defense that's playing well on the road in kind of a sneaky good environment. I think Wake wins, but I think it's a field goal game. Okay. I don't mind it, but go Wake, obviously, because I shit on them and everyone's mad at me. Um, And so I'm – this game was in our, our, our games to talk about, but I left it because I want to hear your opinion on this. I did take Oklahoma State plus one and a half versus Kansas State. What are your thoughts on the the K-State Oklahoma State game? So I was gonna look up. I mean, K-State was was really looking good, and then Martinez got hurt. They were playing their third quarterback, and I'm assuming based on this line, they think they're gonna play. I I I kind of like OK State in this spot. I don't know what to make of K State right now. So I kind I do. I kind of like this. I am perplexed by this game though. Oklahoma State though just plays in a lot of really fun games to watch. So this is like definitely one of the most watchable football games of the weekend. Yes. So it's going to be super exciting. It would be. No, I'm I'm there. So let's see. Are we really, we're, we're not really the same not, on anything. No. So. Yeah, you did. You took all the big games. And I'm taking all these shit football games. Um well, this isn't a shit football game. UCF Cincinnati. This is a trend I noticed in my picks this week, Paige. I'm investing on or against a lot of teams that I was either betting for and against last weekend. I don't, okay. It doesn't mean to work out that way. I liked East Carolina against UCF last week. I, I faded Cincinnati last week. So both of these teams were involved. Um, UCF's a much better team at home. They played a horrible game. Cincinnati was kind of leaking oil at the end against SMU. That was a weird... I know I think I won that game, and I think you lost, and you probably shouldn't have lost. That was a lucky cover uh, that I had. So 
UCF bounce back game against Cincinnati for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm taking Kentucky plus 12 and a half versus Tennessee. Like I said, I think Tennessee obviously wins that game, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as like the LSU game or things like that. I think it's going to be relatively closer. I am going to have to make a pick on this game, and I'm kind of there with you. I, I kind of want to pick Kentucky. I just like that's although, a big spread in the SEC. Although I, I will say on our live stream, the, the Tennessee fan in all caps, like, daring me to bet against Tennessee. He's in my head. Remember that? Yes, the guy that was like, was so go funny. ahead, fade them do again, it, Kramer. I'm like, I'm like, oh no. The fact that uh, that's starting to gain traction, though, that people know this. We're starting to get... I, it's not good. I don't want that rep. I it's got enough good. reps. Wow, you are really taking all the shit football games. No offense to these teams. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. Like, these well, I are took where one. I, feel, I took one. We'll see. I try to write in when I do the locks like about some of the bigger games. But I just, I got to have, I got a record to uphold. So the next one, Missouri plus four versus South Carolina. This line has come down, um, was at five and a half for South Carolina. I don't want to say South Carolina is full of shit. I just think Missouri has like played a month of competitive games. And South Carolina is going to play tight to pretty much everybody. Uh, so it's come down a little bit. I'm not crazy about that. It still feels like a field goal game. I actually think Missouri could upset. But yes, I'm not necessarily looking forward to watching that. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a good football game, but it's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. Um, I am taking the USC at Arizona under at 75 and a half. Holy shit. That total's at 75 and a half? Mm-hmm. That's got to be the... I don't think I've seen a bigger total this year. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a monstrous total. That hurts. So I'm that is a under. monstrous total. Wow. That uh, like, what time is that game on at? Actually, let's see. Because I would love. That's a six p.m. or of course it's a Pac-12 network. God damn it. Um, pain. Just pain everywhere. Yeah, that's that's a five-hour football game. Yeah, I think like that is a five-hour uh, football yeah. game. Um, okay, Marshall. I wrote minus two point four. I think I wrote uh, meant to say minus two point five. Coastal. I have been wanting to. Cash against them all year. They've only lost one game. Marshall's had a really odd season again. Um, I like Marshall. They've been game. They will be at home, at least in this particular spot. Coastal, I will finally take you down. This is personal. This Very is, much personal. This yeah. is personal. You should put that in your locks. This is personal. Yeah. Um, it, is. <laughs> it is personal at this point. Um, I am going to take Syracuse minus two and a half for Notre Dame. I I really what would be really fun this season would be if Syracuse pulls off this versus Notre Dame and then Notre Dame like somehow beats Clemson like that'd be kind of entertaining. I know that's a wishful, wishful thinking on my part. But yeah, I'm gonna stick with with Syracuse despite them shitting the bed literally um this last weekend. Um so bad. I'm so I, bad. I just have zero faith in Notre Dame. Um I I Yes, I kind of want to. I kind of want to join you on that one too, and I think I'm gonna have to make a decision at some point. Um, my last one, Pitt plus three versus North Carolina. Pitt was pretty awful last week. This is a really perplexing contrarian point spread. Everyone loves North Carolina, but I'm not. Um, I am bounce back, bounce back. I kind of like this over too. This may be a double up game for me where I go over and I like Pitt. What's the, the points, the total? It was, let me double check what it was earlier, because these lines seem to be moving quite a bit. The total is 60, yeah, 64 and a half still. So 64 and a half over, and I will, um, but I definitely, I think I'd like Pitt more if I were to pick one of the two. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like North Carolina. I won't bet against TBD. you on that. But um, So I'm taking yeah. the Ohio State-Penn State under 61. I don't think Penn State scores a lot of points. I think Ohio State will, but I, I'm betting on the fact that Penn State won't score a bunch. I like that, actually. I, I think they're going to run the ball. I think the defenses are both pretty good. Yep. Um, I agree. Okay, so that. we'll see how we do. So random shit. We have to talk about the Jets. Yes. Uh, so you want to talk about the kid with the ice cream first? Yes, Johnny. Um, I love What him. is the deal with the ice cream? What, what is the deal with this? it? I don't no. He interviewed a Jets player at the beginning of the year, and he was like, my dad said he would take me for ice cream every time the Jets won. Do you think my dad's going to take me for ice cream a lot this year? And he was like, yeah, of course. And then now he's been, he went like four straight weeks to get ice cream, and he's on the, well, you're not on TikTok, but he's he's probably on there, like, in, do you follow them on Instagram or anything? Twitter? Twitter. Okay, he's there's definitely videos where he's like, hi, I'm Johnny, and I have ice cream again, and went with sprinkles. Like, he's got this, like, New Jersey accent um, that I just absolutely love. And he's like maybe six. No, he's no, no, he's definitely over six. He's like maybe eight. I would I'm go eight years this old. up right now. All right. This will be on my watch list. I, um, I'm obsessed with him. He's so adorable. I am happy about the Jets. Um, I am sad that Brees Hall is out for the year. That was oh, a real bummer. That was awful. That's, that is a huge bummer. And Elijah Vera Tucker, too. They're like their two best offensive players are out. So I'm bummed about that, but I do like watching them play. Like, it's been a most fun I've had watching that football team in a very a long while. time. I bet. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Yeah, here he is. What's up, everybody? It's me, Johnny, back again for the fourth week in a row. The Jets just won their fifth game of the season, and the defense did very good. And the Johnny Ice Cream Cone of the Week goes to Sauce Garner and... TJ Reed shutting down those Bronco passes. They didn't even give He's up. so oh my God. cute. It's Johnny. Uh, I just love him so much. He does. He's got the New Jersey uh, twang. Yes. No one's ever said twang in New Jersey. But I love but he's it. Got it. I love by it. the way, so, so I love that Sauce Gardner is immediately awesome, by the way. Yes. I do love that. He is like legitimately probably a top five corner already, Like, which is fun. So – the Jets have been good. Like the my Mets were a crushing disappointment. The Jets will disappoint me at some point, but right now it's been a fun fun ride. Um, um, something I have to talk about that happened um, after we recorded uh, last week while I was out enjoying cocktails with friends. Um, Christian McCaffrey was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. And I, if, uh, if there is anything that's more of just simply my brand, it would be. Christian McCaffrey and just the Niners. That just makes me so happy. I know, obviously, it's not the greatest thing in the whole world. Not going to work out super great really early on, um, clearly. But yeah, but that's a long play. Like that's a long. That's a long play, play, and it's very, very exciting. I am so happy. I my brother Facetimed me while I was out, and I was a little buzzed, and I was super happy. So very, very. Oh yeah, excited we, about that. we we got the text messages when the trade happened, and it was hilarious. Like, um, but I do think you probably couldn't bit fit um him into a better offense like literally like a better overall team matchup uh, coach matchup it's as good as it gets which is cool like it's neat back in the bay i i mean i honestly it's it's everything i could have wanted um i it makes me irrationally happy like i don't it like it just it it made my it started off my whole weekend on a great note because 
my F1 team. Well, not, not to their fault, okay? Um, there was an accident oh with my favorite driver. Remember when we were... <laughs> I insulted your uh, motorsport intelligence when I was like, yes. you got pull and that's first. He gets to start first. Yes, and you were yes. like, Paige, I know, okay? Um, I like mansplained to you. But um, you did. that, so we, I watched the race right after um, we did our, our live stream. And my favorite driver who was on pole, a guy just completely crashed into him and ruined his race. Like r- turn one, just T-boned into the side of him. And that's it. And then, he, and then he got a five second penalty and he was like, they're like, oh, we apologize after. That doesn't matter. That's the second race in a row, too. Poor Carlos. In Japan, there was, like, this whole controversy with, like, you couldn't see anything. It was terrible. And Carlos was in an accident in the very beginning as well, spun out. It's just bad bad luck for that one. This one was on George Russell, and I just want to say it was his fault, and he should be more than sorry. It, an apology doesn't cut it. And if he wasn't British, the British press would wreck him for being as reckless of a driver as he is. And that's all I have to say about that. I, I remember, I forgot to tell you. So when I was in Vegas mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I was driving from the airport, uh, very sad about my Mets, to the hotel. And I'm like, I'm trying to envision like F1 being in Vegas and what that's going to be like. And I cannot wrap my hand, like my arms around the magnitude of what that will be. Like, it's going to be insanity. This weekend in Austin set the record for most attendees of any race this year. In Vegas, it's going to be absolute pandemonium. I will be there. I am telling everyone else. That's, I will that's next year, right? To be, yeah, next November. Man. I will be that there. Could be, that should be a pod trip. Like that. Absolutely. That should be, that should be a thing. Like, I just... That is going to be such a spectacle. Can you imagine betting on college football on Saturday, just sitting in a sports book, betting college football Saturday in Vegas, but, and then watching an F1 I, race the next day? But I'm also wondering, I'm just wondering how it's going to work, because they are going up the strip, I believe. I mean, I yeah. think that is in the cards here. No, so, they are. They've, they've put out the rendering and everything. I'm so excited. Wow. All right, got to find a way to do that. All right, yes. so any other, 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 other? No, um, 30th birthday was really, really fun. Um, finally recovered. I was a little rough for the, the wear on uh, Sunday when we did our live stream, but we're back. Yes. I'm back watching all of the college football games, not just some of them. So that'll be super exciting. Um, but yeah, not much. No, I am excited. We will be doing another last AP poll stream on Sunday, which has been a lot of fun. And then we're right back at it on Tuesday for the playoff when I am so excited about it. I'll just do this. So this is week nine, right? Um, mm-hmm. Enjoy college football. Not to you. You know how to enjoy college football. You enjoy it uh, more than pretty much anybody I know. But if you're watching it out there, you know, you're getting to the part of the calendar. I'm, I'm sizing up Thanksgiving. I can't wait for a Thanksgiving episode because, you know, that's like my favorite holiday. And it's like um, my least favorite holiday. It's, so it's a month. It's a month away. Oh, my gosh. Merry Christmas. I forgot. Once my birthday is over, it's Christmas. Hell yes. I did a uh, had a scar last night, walked around the neighborhood a little bit, saw somebody with their Christmas tree up. Let's like, go. Hell yeah, sir. I love it. Adam. That is an aggressive Christmas tree posting here. Um, and yeah, I got Halloween. I, 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 Halloween not was never a huge fan as a kid. I it was fine. But at with kids now, I have a wagon, I have a Yeti cooler, and I've got like, I don't know, eight to twelve beers. The weather's supposed to be like 60 degrees, which, Ooh, which is, is nice. Fantastic. Yeah, that's nice for you so, guys. So there's going to be some uh, serious dadding going on on Halloween, which I'm 
pumped for. I may be struggling for our Tuesday show now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, so it'll be good. So everybody, enjoy the football. Enjoy Halloween. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.